got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Well, got to be honest, uh, coming out of the All-Star break with the position that the Sacramento Kings were in, I didn't really think there was a game left on the schedule. I really didn't think there was a scenario left in the schedule that would that would sting. It would hurt. You know what I mean? Well, once you get past, you know, once you're kind of out of the playoff picture, once you feel like your season's kind of a wash, you just, yeah, you go along, you watch the games, you try to enjoy basketball as a fan, you to see what the Kings got for years moving forward, who needs to stay, who needs to go. All of those type of different things that Sacramento Kings fans are all too familiar with. Yet after uh, what is a uh, pretty sizable collapse from the Memphis Grizzlies and to their credit, some pretty damn good play by the Sacramento Kings, they have found themselves in a position to be in the playoff picture. You know, the Western Conference is not even remotely close to what we thought it would be entering the season. And the Kings, uh, despite what is now a 24-34 and 34 record, we thought, oh, they're actually very much in the playoff picture here. Which, on the surface, that didn't make tonight's game sting. They're playing Oklahoma City in Oklahoma City. A game that, or a city that they haven't won in until very recent memory. And still, that's not where it stings. It stings when you realize the Kings in the first half were playing phenomenal basketball. It stings when you look back and you see that the Kings played phenomenal for uh, uh, two and a half quarters of basketball. It stings when you realize this team was with the out De'Aaron Fox and up 19 points in the third quarter. And they go on to lose tonight, 112 to 108 to fall to, as I just mentioned, 24 and 34. That, that's where it stings. Welcome in to the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. I'm your host, Amy Barling, and as always, now, I thank you for allowing us to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage here on HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Networks. Full disclosure, as always, this little noise that you hear there right around the third quarter, I believe it was a, a 15-0 run, I decided to pour a stiff glass of Don Julio 1942. That's the type of night that it is. As a matter of fact, normally we don't even do podcasts on the first night of a back-to-back. The Kings got a game tomorrow. They got a huge game tomorrow against the Memphis Grizzlies. And, you know, I appreciate everybody who's listening. I thought, well, you know, we got 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time starts. I know this podcast is going to be incre- is, is going to be dated in 21 hours. And granted, you guys are, are pretty freaking loyal and you listen to these podcasts even when they're dated. So I thought, let's go, let's go ahead and do a podcast. I mean, we've got a Thunder game. It's a big game. Kings and as a matter of fact, the Kings and Thunder, they've had great games all year. Didn't know going into this that uh, De'Aaron Fox was going to be out. I mean, we, we we knew in the middle of the day, but I'm talking about at the end of the the, the last podcast when we said we're going to be back here uh, on Thursday. Didn't know that De'Aaron Fox wasn't going to play. And you kind of thought when that alert came over uh, through whatever service you use to get alerts, it was like, oh, okay. Well, the Kings have a, a, an ability often to kind of step up and show out uh, when one of their guys is out. And they're pretty familiar with 
uh, stars being out. They're familiar with De'Aaron Fox being out. Uh, I think at some point, very soon, we're just going to be told that Marvin Bagley isn't going to play the rest of the season. I have a feeling we're going to be told here rather soon that Rashawn Holmes isn't going to play the rest of the season. Uh, but, you know, it looks like De'Aaron Fox, I, I think it was something with his uh, abdominal muscle, and I, I, get, I got that's pretty freaking painful. I don't know what it's going to look like for him tomorrow. It's not like he's getting a ton of rest for missing tonight's game. I mean, they got to play tomorrow, and, you know, if they're going to make, like, a, a real legitimate run at this at this eight spot in the Western Conference, they've – They've got to win. They've got to win tomorrow, or, or sorry, depending on when you're listening to this. They got to win on Friday. They got to win against the the Memphis Grizzlies. And I didn't think that they were gonna. You know, when you you try not to look at the schedule and count victories, you you shouldn't. It's not fair to look at the schedule and count losses. But when you look at it and you go, all right, you know, they they, they beat the Warriors. It's gonna be really tough against Oklahoma City. Like it's all it's it's always a tough game. These these two teams play really scrappy against each other. You know, Chris Paul was was phenomenal down the stretch for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, they're playing without Chris Paul. If the Kings had just lost the game, right, even even with the same score, if the Kings had lost 112 to 108, you could look back and think, man, there were some – Kings had a lot of missed opportunities. This was really frustrating. It's just the way that they were playing, particularly through the first quarter. Dude, Harry Giles was damn near flawless in the first quarter. Buddy Heald had a streak there in the second quarter where you're like, oh, yeah. All right. These these guys came to play. They're going to step in for De'Aaron Fox. They're going to show out without De'Aaron Fox. Like, this is this is a good look for the Kings. Even at the start of the third, you know, everything is going well. Until it's not. And Oklahoma City makes their run. I, I noted I think it was a 15-0 run when the glass of 1942 was poured. And... Even at that point, it's, like, oh, it's a one-point game. I think it was a one-point game entering the fourth quarter, right? I think it was like 82-81, somewhere around there. Kings were outscored by 10 in that third quarter. Uh, but, like, okay, like, that's not, that's not the end of the world. And really, the team, considering what the fourth quarter actually turned into, the fact that the Kings only lost by four is sort of extraordinary. That was a phenomenally odd start to the fourth quarter where the Kings found themselves in the penalty with a shade under 10 minutes to play. Like, how is that even possible? They had two fouls within 13 seconds. The Oklahoma City was living at the free throw line. And if anybody is going to take advantage of that, you know Chris Paul is. Now, I don't think that they took advantage of it. Well, first of all, they did take advantage of it perhaps not even to the degree in which they could have. Because it felt like they could have just drove to the basket, play after play after play. The, the game would still be going on here at this point, no matter what time you're listening to this show, uh, if, if the Thunder had done that. The game would have gone on forever. But that's, you know, that's the savviness of Chris Paul. That's the, the, those, are the, those are the types of things that he's capable of doing. Is He's capable of getting to the basket and drawing a foul. I think it was even pointed out on the broadcast. Like, ah. Uh, this, this fourth quarter could wind up being pretty long because they could get to the foul line every time down the court. They wound up shooting 21 of 29. I guess if you want to take a positive, there are positives to take away from this game if you're a Sacramento Kings fan, if you're a Sacramento Kings player. And, of course, as always, uh, we'll hear what Luke Walton has to say uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. Also, 
uh, mybookie.ag. If you're looking to make watching basketball a little bit more interesting, uh, again, head over to mybookie.ag. Uh, it's one of the most trusted sports books in all of uh, the sports book gambling community. Uh, they've got the fastest payouts, they got the best promotions, they got a very helpful 24 7 customer service staff. Uh, you can bet on the Premier League, Champions League, all of that good stuff that is go- going on right now. They got uh, more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get $1,000 in free money. That means if you deposit $10, you'll get $5 in free money. That's how it works. My bookie is going to give you free money to play with. So head over to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code today. That's how that free money activates. Use the promo code today to activate the free offer. And that's the promo code. I'm not saying go right now and do it. I'm saying use the promo code. When it says type in a promo code, the promo code is today. Use that uh, and get your free money. Um, as we wait for Luke Walton here uh, to address the uh, the press, here, if there's a, a positive to take away, and as I was saying, there are positives to take away. The play of Harry Giles in the first quarter is 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 absolutely a positive. Uh, it didn't seem to carry over too much there into the second half, uh, but it is absolutely a positive. Harrison Barnes continues to play really, really well for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, a lot of Kings fans, a lot of NBA fans, a lot of NBA Twitter like to turn up their nose to Harrison Barnes' contract, but he has stepped up and have, has played really well uh, for the Kings. Uh, Corey Joseph... Always seems to do well when De'Aaron Fox is out of the lineup. Uh, as I've said on many occasions, I'm a Yogi guy. We saw an appearance from Yogi Farrell without De'Aaron Fox tonight, and it didn't particularly go well. And hell yeah, I'm going to defend Yogi Farrell in this situation. You could say, well, damn it, Damien, he needs to step up and he needs to make the most of his appearance. Yes, you're right. But also, when was the last time Yogi Farrell freaking played? Like, I'm almost sympathetic to Yogi. Like, man, like, he, yes, you 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 want to step in. You want to make the most of your minutes. You want to make the most of your time. Dude, I don't even remember the last time Yogi Farrell has played meaningful minutes in a game. I don't remember the last time that Yogi Farrell has played more than single-digit minutes in a game. I, sw- I am 100% confident. Not 100% because that would mean I know it is fact. I am 98% confident that Luke Walton doesn't like Yogi Farrell. I don't know why. I don't know if it's defense. I don't know if he owes him money. I don't know what it is. Uh, but the fact that Yogi's not continuously uh, in the lineup, and I'm also willing to admit, hashtag I'm a Yogi guy, I'm also willing to admit he didn't play particularly well. And I'm not just talking about his shot. I'm talking about defensively things. That, nothing really worked when Yogi was out there. Uh, but there was a point there in the third quarter and kind of stretching into the fourth where nothing really worked, period. I'm kind of jumping around here. Normally, I do I, I, I do a breakdown. Of, you know, we we go through the quarters. We take it to the chronological, you know, kind of the, uh, the chron- chronological order of the game. If you missed the game, you didn't get a chance to watch it. It started at 5 o'clock. I'm, I'm sure many of you uh, missed it, at least the early part. All you really need to know is that the Kings played very well in the first half. And not so much in the second. It was really a stretch in the third quarter that killed them because they weren't awful in the fourth quarter, the first two minutes is, is for a team to get into the penalty two minutes and some change into the fourth quarter is, is really extraordinary. And I can't point to a time 
where I saw that happen before. Not that quickly. Not with nearly double. It wasn't 10 minutes. It was like real life, like nine minutes and 54 seconds or something like that. Where Oklahoma City was shooting free throws the rest of the way. And with again, with Chris Paul, one of the savviest players in the league on 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 the other side of the court in the other uniform, you're gonna have some problems. He's gonna make you pay for it. I don't think they made it I don't think they made the Kings pay for it as much as they could have, but still, uh, they took advantage. They got to the line a lot, and I was pointing out or was attempting uh, to point out before I told you about mybookie.ag a couple of things that the Kings did well. Uh, we talked about how their free throw shooting against Golden State and and really their free throw shooting a lot this season has been an absolute disaster. We even spoke about how the way that they shot free throws against the Golden State Warriors was ultimately going to cost them close games against good teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder. So if you want good news, well, I've got it. The Kings shot well from the free throw line. Better yet, that's not even the proper way of putting it. The Kings were perfect from the free throw line tonight. 14 of 14. Now, you would like them at the free throw line more than 14 times, but the fact that they went 14 of 14, especially after what happened against the Golden State Warriors, I know they beat the Warriors, and that's, like, fine. But I maintain what I said in, 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 in the last postgame podcast. They're not winning games against teams like Oklahoma City, against teams like Memphis, against teams like Philadelphia, who's coming up next week at the Golden Center, Golden One Center. They're not winning those games if they're shooting 60, 70% from the foul line. And they shot 100% from the foul line tonight. They've got to get to the free throw line more often. I don't know why free throws is such a like sticking point and a problem with this team, whether it's them not getting to the foul line enough or them not converting on the rare occasions that they get to the foul line enough. Uh, Kings were 12 of 35, uh, good or bad, for 34.3% from the free throw line. I know I had mentioned uh, Buddy Heald. There was a point there in the second quarter where he was 4 for 4 from behind the three-point line, and I think he wound up finishing the game five of nine from the free throw line. So, you know, you see this a lot. It could it could be a case of the the hot shooting for the Sacramento Kings. It cooled off in the second half. <laughs> really, it cooled off in the second half of the third quarter, and it carried on. And at no point were the Kings out of this game. Not even late. I th- I thought the 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 Thunder were on the verge of blowing it open. When Chris Paul hit, I thought it was a three plus one, uh, but I guess it was a, t- a two plus one. But the, when I when Chris Paul got fouled on that shot by Harry Giles, I thought, well, that's probably going to wipe this game out. But the Kings, you know, they, they they stuck around. They managed to stick around through the entire game, even after they had blown the nineteen point lead. Oklahoma City took their first lead into you know it, it was it was somewhere in the fourth quarter. It's not like the Kings' head dropped. It's not like the players, their head didn't drop. Like, they, they kept playing. They were playing hard. They basically just traded baskets for really the entire quarter, even if it was free throw lines, or even with it being free throws. I thought the Kings were, I thought the Kings were still in a great position, and part of me thought they're going to find a way to steal this game. And it's crazy to think they're stealing the game considering 
One, they're on the road. Two, they were up 19. Like, okay, they have firm control of this game. But with them losing the lead, with Oklahoma City playing the way that they were, and more specifically, with Oklahoma City being in the... uh, with uh, Sacramento being in the penalty in Oklahoma City sitting at the free throw line through the remainder of the fourth quarter, through almost double-digit minutes in the fourth quarter, it was like, okay, they're sticking around. There's five minutes left. It's a one-possession game. There's three minutes left. The Kings are up two. They might steal this freaking game. I don't think this very often watching this team play. But when the Kings didn't fold after dropping the 19-point lead, I thought they were going to win. Even even because I didn't think Oklahoma City took full advantage of the Kings being in the penalty. I thought the Kings were going to have to kind of fall back and play a little bit softer. You know, you know, you know how when a team falls into the penalty, defenses play different. Uh, let's see what Luke Walton has to say about tonight's game, particularly that fourth quarter. Effort. Um, felt like they uh, give Oklahoma City some credit. They uh, they really picked up that defensive intensity, and uh, we didn't do a, a good enough job of keeping our composure uh, from that mid-third quarter on. So uh, had our had our chances, and unfortunate uh, that we couldn't we couldn't find a way to close that out. But give give them a lot of credit. It's a really good team over there. How much did uh, them going into the bonus almost 10 minutes and left in the fourth matter there? 20, what is it, 20, uh, 23 to 4, I think the free throw differential was in the second half. Tough to win that that situation. As you're trying to kind of assess specifically with Buddy, you know, you're, there's times where he's he's kind of in to close and he's not in to close, and when, and I assume it's kind of an offense-defense mentality there, but where's your, where's your mindset at when you're kind of making that decision when you're trying to come back or put points on the board? Where, where are you kind of picking and choosing your spots with Buddy there? It was just more looking at the flow of the game. Um, you know, I have all the all the confidence in the world in, in Buddy, uh, his ability to make big shots for us. Um, so it's more the flow of the game, how, how a group is doing. Uh, does a certain group have a, a good chemistry going um, more than individual, uh, you know, offensive, defensive type of rotations with him? Luke, you guys did, you know, quite a few things right to build the big lead. What, what did you see that went wrong in those last few minutes? Uh, it was a, it's the halfway through that third quarter, we just yeah, they they uh, they did a really nice job of picking up the pressure, and we didn't we didn't do a good enough job of keeping our composure. And uh, you know they started getting a favorable whistle, and I think I said earlier it's 23 to four on foul on free throws in the second half. That's it's gonna be tough, and we still had our chances to win. So that's all you can really ask for in this league, and uh, that's a really good team. And Chris made some tough shots down the st- stretch. I thought Schroeder really changed the game. Um, and they they made they made uh, they made some plays down the stretch. We had some some looks uh, throughout that stopped going in for us. And uh, give them credit. It, it hurts, but uh, you know our guys fought really hard. Being down down De'Aaron tonight, we we gave a a, a good effort. Um, it just unfortunately wasn't long enough. And what he's shown you guys recently? Yeah, he, he, he was uh, he was he was good again tonight. Yeah, for sure. He was uh, a big part of us building up that lead. Does it seem like he's getting more and more comfortable with additional minutes, increased playing time? Uh, yeah, he's he's playing with some some good confidence right now. He's got a good uh, 
you know, good chemistry with with the guys out there on the floor. A lot of things I like there from Luke Walton, uh, particularly, actually, that's not true. There's not a lot of things that I like. I, I like what he pointed out about Buddy Heald. I, I like that he talked about coaching the game on feel. A lot of coaches don't coach on feel. They coach on clock. And, well, it was four bit. We got to put Bogdan Bogdanovich back in, or we've got to put, you know, player A or player B back in. And when Buddy's hot, there aren't very many players in the league uh, as good as him. I mean, when he gets hot offensively, and he, you know, unfortunately he wasn't that tonight, but he had a string there in the second quarter that really helped. I, I can't stress this enough. I realize a lot of you may have missed the first and second quarter because of the early start time here, but man, they were good. Uh, let's get a feel for what De'Aaron Fox here is saying post game. You know, he he didn't think that it would could get worse by playing. So um, right now, you know, I'm talking to to, to play tomorrow. Fifteen doctors and you went outside to another physician. What here in OKC? Yeah, yeah. While while we were here, while we were here, we had someone else look at it and um, just get another opinion on it. And right now, I feel like I'll I'll be able to play tomorrow. Okay. Um, what'd you think of the just watching the? Um, the game tonight and how they looked and I mean like I, I think I've said it before uh, you try to piece together as many uh, as many minutes of a game as possible and I think we played a good you know two and a half quarters um, and those guys went on a run and it, it, it was kind of hard to stop the bleeding but um, I mean, it's, one of, it's one of those games that you know you, you kind of look back on and say that we should have won but at the end of the day I mean we lost and you know it's on to the next one De'Aaron Fox there sorry I got to that just a, a split second too late but you did hear him say uh, he hopes to play against the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, that's great. I'm sure he hoped to play tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Of course, we'll be monitoring how he feels. We'll be looking at our alerts there uh, from Twitter, from the Sacramento Kings, and from everybody uh, who's covering the team there in Memphis. Appreciate you for tuning in uh, to this game. A tough loss, man, with the, with the way, you know, Portland lost tonight. Uh, you know, the, the way the Western Conference is, sh- is, sh- is shaking out, you I looked at the road trip and thought, you know, the, the Kings could lose this game, but as long as they get the one on Friday, as long as they get the one against the Oklahoma City Thunder, and of course, or I'm sorry, as long as they get the one against the Memphis Grizzlies, and of course you want to beat teams like the, the Golden State Warriors, losing to the Oklahoma City Thunder, ah, not that big of a deal. I mean, think about it. They win tomorrow. It's a 3-1 road trip. You win tomorrow, you're gaining a game on the Memphis Grizzlies. You're taking advantage of the way that they're playing and you know, Memphis is aware. Memphis, they're kind of at that point where they've got to snap out of it. Like, if they're going to make the playoffs, you've, you've got to snap out of this. And getting a win tomorrow night is huge for them. It, tomorrow's a huge game, period. I mean, it's a huge game for Memphis because, it, one, you've got to snap the streak you're on. Like, think of the confidence that they get, one, by snapping the losing streak they're on. And, two, you're kind of fending off one of the teams that are chasing you. And, you know, the Blazers are chasing them. They lost tonight. The Spurs are chasing them. They haven't stringed together a whole bunch of wins yet this year. Then you've got the Kings and you've got the Pelicans. And, and, and both of those teams have played really well as of late. This is a massive game for both teams. And we're going to have full coverage for you here on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. Greatly appreciate everybody who tuned in. Normally, we don't do games on the first night of a back-to-back because the show becomes dated so quickly. So if you're listening to this uh, before or after the game against the Memphis Grizzlies, we greatly appreciate it. As always, make sure you are locked here. If you're not a subscriber yet, make sure that you become one. If you haven't tweeted about us yet, make sure that you do that. If you haven't shared with your friends here, Uh, the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall. Make sure you do that as well. And we will be back here immediately following the Sacramento Kings and the Memphis Grizzlies here on the Sacramento Kings podcast.